All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. DJ, 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 yes, DJ. Sir. Yes, wow. sir, we're back, baby. We finally figured out a way to do this remotely so that DJ didn't have to drive, what, over an hour to get to the studio? Yeah, it, you know, it's nice. Uh, it saves me money, mm-hmm. which is also nice. It saves you time. Uh, it saves me time, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. I, I'm I'm excited to be back. This is the first time that I've recorded with you virtually since, you know, the thing that we don't the talk lockdown, about. The lockdown, yeah. Um, and and that was that was okay too. And I, I will say that this is a, a great substitute, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a replacement of you know the the in the room chemistry that you and I would usually have in the studio. Right. Now, because of you know your recent move and the logistics of everything, with me no longer being unemployed, it does seem like this might be the version of all you need to know that exists at least for a certain period of time until we kind of figure things out for the foreseeable future. But I just felt bad because for those of you that are listening, uh, DJ and I have been working on this podcast for over five years. And whenever we started it, we lived pretty close to one another in the same area. And it seems like as the five years have just continued to go on, we have slowly gotten farther away from each other. And the studio, of course, I selfishly usually uh, book or I guess pay for the rent at the studio that's closer to me than it is to DJ. So whenever it does come time to come together and record, DJ has a 55 minute drive and I have like a two or three minute drive. So it's 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 frustrating for you, DJ. And I know that um, these past couple of episodes since we did episode 250, um, I stopped keeping count of, you know, if Isaac was doing more episodes than you were, because that wasn't fair to you because you were willing to drive, but we were going to have to do the podcast at 1130 at night That's or right. something like that. And yeah. the, the length of time that it takes for you to get from where you live, which is out in the middle of nowhere to mm-hmm. really any sort of civilization, it doesn't make a lot of sense to, to have you do that on a weekly basis. And I know that you're busy and maybe your schedule cleared up just a little bit because uh, you went through uh, a, a busy season that you, you'll have as long as you're coaching. But now we finally figured out, um, we got some Wi-Fi for DJ uh, in a sense, and here we are. So I'm it's just exciting. Happy to be here. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's nice to be back. It's like coming home. It's like a reunion. Mm-hmm. Every time I come around now, and that's exciting. Yeah, uh, we always like try to have drinks. Obviously, it's usually water, uh, but we reminisce. We have a good time. We catch up. It's fantastic. Yeah, and it's it's of course a a lot of work to do a podcast, but it's also one of those things where it's kept us kind of in touch for the past five years. And even if you don't do the podcast, if I text you and say, "Hey, what are your dates for this week?" and it doesn't work out, we still kind of use that you know intentional text messaging to say like, Hey, you know, how is, how is everything going with you? So yeah, wouldn't of course recommend people starting their own podcast because we've kind of got that covered and a lot of other people like millions of other people have started their own podcast, but definitely an idea, uh, an idea at least, but today's topic, DJ, I'm excited to get into. I'm so excited. 
we we waited a, a a certain amount of time. This has been on our list to talk about for a while, but we wanted to make sure we gave people enough time in order to watch it, in order for us to talk about it and it not be, I guess, a spoiler for some of the things that we'll say. And we we'll yes. still we'll still maybe put a spoiler alert or spoiler warning before we get into today's topic. But before that, I have to to give a little anecdote about something that happened to me uh, this morning. I went to the gym, and uh, big. yeah, uh, just trying to maintain. Really, I'm not I'm not trying to get any bigger. But aren't we all? I went to the, went to the gym, and I won't name the specific gym that I go to, of course, because they're not a sponsor of our podcast. But I go into the gym and. And uh, for those of you who needed any more explanation on how I was getting Wi-Fi, there it is. DJ is currently doing it from his workplace, uh, and that's perfectly fine. And we might be interrupted by a couple of announcements about certain people getting called to an office. Lost I'm children. Not, I'm not entirely sure uh, what that people, was. but People don't realize. I'm sorry. I hate to cut you off. No, go ahead. Uh, uh, people don't realize how often kids just, you know. They get well, lost. Where'd they go? School. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, no, you know, definitely. they were supposed to be on that bus. And then somebody said they were on another bus. They're not there. They got into some strange vehicle. Turns out it was their mom. They're home. They're okay. fine. Good. So that's good. Anyways, I, you, were, what, you were working out. You were at the gym. Whatever, whatever happened there with all the lost kids, I hope they all find their way back. But I was Always at the gym. Uh, I won't name the specific gym, but I will say that there there is, or I might be the youngest person that goes to this gym. I I, most of the time I'm working out amongst a sea of uh, elderly people, which I have nothing against elderly people. It's got to make you feel good about yourself. Um, but it definitely, yeah. Like I, it's, it's almost like looking in the mirror and like, wow, okay, I'm doing okay. Right. But now I look uh, at me, course, Roger, what are you doing with yourself? What do you got yeah. on the bar? Absolutely and got, nothing. And I've got maybe 50 years on these people. So uh, I try to remind myself of that. I also sometimes walk around and see them using machines and it's just like, that's the complete wrong way to use that. But uh, they're out there trying, and that's all that matters. So uh, today I uh, hopped onto the treadmill and was just going to do a little incline uh, walk, you know, get get the the heart rate flowing, but but still go easy on the knees, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I walk into the establishment, and there is just a an older woman um, playing music from her phone. She's just playing it out loud, which Silver I think. Fox? I, I wouldn't say that. I'm not going to touch on any of those details. But all I will say is that she was just, she had her phone and audio from her phone was just blasting music. And uh, usually, whenever you go into a gym, they have like the, the music already playing uh, right. throughout the gym with their speaker system. So I, I honestly, first off, I don't think that's necessary because most people wear headphones and, and would rather probably not listen to whatever music they're trying to force on people. So I think mm-hmm. if gyms are listening, you don't have to put the ambient music in. It's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But but the ambient music paired with this woman's playlist that she just was letting the, the world hear uh, was a little distracting, I will say, because I uh, don't use noise-canceling headphones. I use these uh, bone conduction headphones. Have you ever heard of those? Uh, yeah, you mentioned that a while back. Yeah, so they they sit outside the ear, so my ear canals open, so I can hear everything. And it was just it was just one of those situations where if the rules were reversed, I feel like I would have been scolded, right? Maybe the elderly people would have ganged up on me and said, "Hey, why don't you turn your music off or get some headphones?" Yeah. I didn't feel like it was my place to let's just say this name's her. This lady's name is Marjorie. I didn't feel like it was my place 
and not margarine, margarine. Okay. Well, I was thinking butter. I didn't feel like it was my place to tell margarine to shut the hell up, right? Or turn yeah. that damn music off. But at the same time, I did feel like it's kind of a, a common courtesy. Uh, everyone's here at the same place. Imagine if all of us were playing music from our phones, how hectic that would be. That kind of goes back. I'm reading a book. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit about ethics right now at the moment for fun. So I'm definitely getting older uh, if I'm reading an ethics book for fun. That and is, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like if everybody did that, would that be okay? No. So Marjorie, you probably shouldn't be doing that. Um, the only thing I will give her, the reason why I didn't tell her to turn her music off is because she was playing some bops. They were straight from she, straight from the 60s and 70s. Um, she did play uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough at one point. Oh. There was a NXS song that played. Um, what's that song? It's like... You know, it's one of those songs. I can't remember yeah, yeah, right yeah. now off the top of my head, but I'm sure people in the pod like are listening or doing the Leonardo DiCaprio meme right now, like where they point at their stereo or whatever. But uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he sees it on the television. But anyways, yeah. um, you know, I, and it maybe the I doubt the old ladies listening to the podcast, but um, it's just a common courtesy thing. I don't. I feel like there is a a lacking of common courtesy in this day and age. And I thought it would be mostly from our generation, but it seems like the old people at some point uh, get to an age where they can just do whatever they want. And good for them, right? Yeah. There are certain things where I'm like, yeah, you know what? You've been through a lot. Do whatever you want. You live through the Great Depression, sure. Play some music on your phone at the gym. I don't care. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I would have, with what she was playing, it sounds like everything would have been fine. Uh, it wasn't if, a bad playlist. No. Yeah, I mean, like if you're playing like the soundtrack to Mama Mia or something, then you need to leave and get out of the gym before I, I drop a mm -hmm. drop a weight on that phone accidentally. Yeah, and and you're right. The music was good. Her music choice was actually fantastic. I would say because I I heard it, but I didn't want to hear it because it's not what I'm listening wanting that, to listen to. And is it's that just what that, gets you going in the gym, though, Marvin Gaye? It was. She was peddling like a mother effer. I will say that. Well, yeah, um, whatever, whatever exercise, does it for you, Marjorie. Marjorie. God bless her. That's not her actual name. And it's really close. I don't know if there's that's an actual name. I'm not really sure where that came from. It's real uh, close to margarine. Margarine, yeah. And that's butter. Or I can't believe it's not butter. I don't know what it is. Anyways, that's not today's topic. And uh, we're a little off topic. Why don't we go ahead and dive into what we're discussing today? We'll give probably 20 to 25 minutes on it. It's a, it's a show that you've either watched or maybe you haven't. I think we're going to talk about it. So in a, yeah, it's really great one of the one of the better tv shows i'd say in the past decade oh yeah we're going to talk about it to where if you haven't seen it maybe you'll still listen and and be like oh, okay i'm caught up on it now and i can tell people that i saw it uh, we're also going to maybe get into some details it's going to be an interesting uh sort of interaction and discussion because it's been a while since i finished it dj just finished it i think yesterday just so, got her done. without further ado this is episode 256 today's topic the netflix series ozark i guess the intro there was a little long um and that's my fault i take full responsibility no no for listen that. i love it i think we need to make them longer whatever we can do despite isaac okay I, whatever we can do 
it's not necessarily bad, but I know some people tune in and they want to tune in, right? So we try to keep them relatively short, but there was a lot to get to, you know, introducing the fact that you had Wi-Fi and then discussing the gym thing that happened. I feel like sometimes it's good. Like, we Our don't just sit here and talk. Going. Yeah, like, hey, this is what happened to me. We're real people. Things happen kind of thing. So uh, that's what that, that intro was. But leave Margarine out of this now. Uh, and now we're diving into the Netflix series. Uh, that won so many awards over its, I think, four-season run, yeah. Ozark. Now, put put yourself in your own shoes, uh, I don't know, five or six years ago, whenever they announced that the show was coming out. How did you react to that very first trailer of Ozark and seeing Jason Bateman, which most people know as sort of a comedy actor that kind of plays the straight man uh, in a role right. that is kind of similar and we'll make a lot of comparisons i think today to the show breaking bad like his role in jason bateman's role in this show is similar to what brian cranston did with walter white in breaking yeah. bad um my initial reaction i honestly i don't remember seeing the trailer for the first time um i don't even remember how i ended up watching the show at first mm -hmm. but um I, i've always been a jason bateman fan anything that he's ever been in whether it be um like the very underrated um arrested um, development uh, yeah arrested mm -hmm. development um and then you know you've got horrible bosses is mm -hmm. hilarious um i one of my favorite characters of his that people don't talk about a whole lot is the um commentator on dodgeball yep um, that one is fantastic and that's a lot different from, from what he normally does uh but i think that's probably what caught my attention first I was like well you know that's got to be good i've never seen anything with him in it that's not good but boy was it not what i thought it was going to be when i when i first watched like that first episode you talk about hooking people in and setting that hook oh my gosh the hook was set with ozark's very first episode and i think it was of course intentional to do that because I believe, like you said, maybe you didn't see the trailer for this thing. I think a lot of Ozark was word of mouth. I think a lot yeah. of people were like, I just watched this show with a guy who I never really imagined in a role like this. And it was fantastic. That very first uh, episode is chaotic. Um, and, and like you said, it, it sets the hook and, it's, and it, it brings you back. It brings mm -hmm. you back really, I think from that point on, like the origin of you, your interest in the show is and i guess that's a good thing and maybe that happens with all pilots but it was like i have to figure out how this ends because this was a crazy way for it to get started yeah and i think it would be beneficial i, I pulled up the maybe the synopsis if you will for ozark for people that either haven't seen it or uh maybe it's been a while and they need a reminder mm. but basically it says after a money laundering scheme for a Mexican drug cartel goes wrong, financial advisor Marty Bird, played by Jason Bateman, proposes to make amends by offering to set up a bigger laundering operation in the lake of the Ozarks region of central Missouri. So basically it's like a last ditch effort to save his own life. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, could you even go ahead and say that that very moment that Marty Bird saved his own life, he also died if in a metaphorical sense is that well, would you agree yeah with that? because and you like throughout the show a couple of different times that you get into these flashbacks and these flashbacks are of him being just like this very timid um like scared to do anything guy he's very analytical everything's gotta like he's gonna play the percentages 
Um, everything's going to be in his favor. If it's if he doesn't feel like it's in his favor and it's too big of a risk, he's not going to do it. And then he's forced into this position to be a risk taker in order to like survive. And then from there, it like takes off, and you realize how smart he is. And you see every now and then he like is forced to step because he's still not real comfortable with being that person. And you can tell that throughout the show. Like he does a whole lot of just straight face. Uh, he's very unemotional a lot of mm-hmm. times, uh, very calculated. And it's really, really interesting because it's weird how, like, I don't know if you noticed the way that I did, the similarities between his character in uh, Arrested Development and Ozark, they're yeah. really, really similar. It's kind, just, of, kind of trying to keep the whole thing together. Of course, but the yeah. the whole thing that's being needed to keep together in Arrest Development is just the family versus in Ozark, it's an entire lo- yeah. money laundering scheme with a drug cartel. Yeah. And like I said, we're going to probably reference naturally. I think a lot of people did with this. They were like, oh, this is another version of Breaking Bad almost. Yeah. We're going to reference Breaking Bad. AMT's Breaking Bad a lot. Um, but I would say the main difference is within Breaking Bad. Uh, Walter White is in a similar situation where it's kind of like a desperation thing to try to, you know, help save his family, except he never brings his family into it with Ozark. The family ends up being like the entire process and and Marty, Marty brings him right in. So Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman, like I said, is Marty bird in the show. Uh, his wife in the show is Wendy Bird, played by Laura Lenny, who absolutely killed it. And we'll talk about her probably in, in just that. a little bit. I loathe that woman. But but because she did such a great job acting, that's why you yes. feel that way. Right. Yeah. Then uh, their two kids, Charlotte and Jonah, were played by uh, Sophia Hublitz and Skylar Gartner. Um, so they they slowly got brought into it, the kids, but pretty much from the get-go, uh, Marty and Wendy were full throttle trying to pull off shelter. this this crazy money laundering scheme while also trying to shelter the kids. And then at some point, they were like, the kids have to know. And yeah, we're trying to cover four seasons worth of material. It's going to be kind of tough. Yeah. Um, but also trying to just set the, the baselines and be able to discuss this a little bit. Um, and then I'd say there, there are a lot of other characters that come in and out of the show. But the one other one that I would say is basically a main character is Ruth. And she she is a phenomenal actress. Uh, Her name is, oh gosh, let me see. I just had it pulled up. Julia Julia. Garner. Yep. She does a phenomenal job in this role. It's it's one of the most shocking things that you'll see. Because if you watch Ozark and you watch her play that role of Ruth, and she has the country, you know, crash accent down to... A T, and then you see her talking in real life, and she just talks completely normal. She yeah, sold right. it. She she acted her ass off. I feel like it's, at Ozark. It's really really impressive. Um, it, and the the cool thing about Ruth is she comes in and uh, she has already been exposed to that life of crime, uh, but it's in a very different sense. And she, it like they portray her is that very like white trash uh super southern and like the kind of person that most people do to stereotypes would consider really really dumb but mm-hmm. she's like super super intelligent and she picks up on stuff quick and she just like rolls in and marty which is jason bateman's character just rolls right into using it 
Uh, it's, oh man, she yeah. does an incredible job. They all do an incredible job. Uh, especially the, uh, the, the woman that plays, uh, Wendy. Darlene or oh, Wendy. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Darlene. Yeah. Uh, the character of Darlene is another one where you're like, Oh my gosh, she's crazy. Um, the, we actually were kind of talking about it before we started earlier, um, with Laura Lenny's character, Wendy. Um, and I think we can wrap this into just how good the character development was in this show over its four season span, because I feel like you had uh, new characters introduced from time to time, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the best characters that I thought that they ever brought in was, um, I believe it was in the first or second season, the preacher uh, that interacted with yeah. Marty and Wendy. And of course, anytime anybody interacted with Marty and Wendy, it didn't go well. Mm -hmm. um, but I think quite possibly the, the best character, maybe there wasn't a lot of character development, but the best, one of the best characters in the show was Wendy's brother, Ben. And that what guy. happened? what happened with Ben in the show. That, there is a scene and I don't know that guy's name, uh, with the actor's name, uh, but there is a scene with Ben in that third season mm -hmm. where it starts out and he's in a cab and, and like the first 10 minutes is him. It's just a monologue and it's one of the greatest acting jobs I've ever seen. And I have never, I don't know who this guy is. I've never seen him in anything else, but that scene alone where he's in the cab and he's talking mm -hmm. uh, to the cab driver and he's just absolutely showcasing his nuttiness and his uh, like clinically insane personality uh, is like, I remember I've, I've seen it twice because I watched the third season twice. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember both times watching that, like my jaw dropped. It was like, I don't understand how somebody who is not certifiably insane can act yeah. certifiably insane that well. It's incredible. But then there were also some moments, um, and like like I've kind of mentioned with character development, this, this show is another one of those, you shouldn't like these people, but you do, right? right. And there have been a lot of those shows that I feel like have popped up in the last 10, 15 years. Well, and yeah, I think Breaking it, Bad was one of the first that really nailed it, I think. Yeah. Um, they but you fantasize see, the... Yeah, go ahead. They, well, they fantasize the bad guy. They fantasize the drug lord and the cartel leader. And uh, it, it, they make it cool because it shows like the cojones mm -hmm. that these dudes have to have and that these women have to have to be able to pull this stuff off. And they do it. And you're like, you know what? If I ever wanted to, I think I could just because I've got a good example of how to. Sure. Know. So Ozark is sort of like you're taking notes just in case you yeah. needed to launder money at any point in your life. That's good. It's, it's like my, my wife said last night as we finished it. She was like, you know, uh, if I ever needed to get rid of a dead body, I think I have some some good ways to Ooh. figure out how to now. And I yeah. just better and contemplated a, a few things. Yeah. Of, uh, Be first careful. Thing. Right. Be really careful. Um, and I would say, like, of course, this audio is going to go out onto the Internet. And so I'm sure the government I'm, – I, one thing I'm sure of is that the government's not listening. But one thing I'm really sure of is that they are, if that makes sense, right? Mom listening, right? Possibly. And I guess, you know, I won't. we won't get into specifics about that. But uh, considering that you just said – that your wife said that if she had to, she could dispose of uh, – you know, a corpse um, that could put her on the list of suspects 
if you were to go missing, like the kids that you mentioned earlier uh, that go missing in school, right. but th all those kids are fine. We'll, we'll go ahead and give out that disclaimer. Yes, yeah, but, no, yeah. But, but like I said, and I've said character development like six or seven times, so I apologize, but it was so interesting to see where all these characters started in the first season. And then it's it basically, like a lot of these shows go, the more people interacted with them, the worse things got, mm -hmm. right? And maybe there was a person that, you know, had it, pretty good in the Lake of the Ozarks region, right? Then they come across Marty and Wendy Bird and they're worse off because of it. That's yeah. that's something where it's it's really cool to watch shows like that where these people, these main characters that we're watching and we're, I think, sympathizing with somehow are the villains. Like even, even, though, yeah. even though it's told from the perspective where it's like, oh, these people are good. They're not. And right. it's it's a very interesting, you know, situation and uh, way of going about television that I guess is becoming pretty popular with all these shows that are coming out like this now. Well, that and it keeps you like it grabs you from the very beginning and it keeps a hold of you until the very end. Uh, I, I think back to that very last episode of the first season and the way that that ended. And you know what? Like I said, it's been a year since the last season finished, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah, April of 2022 is whenever the, the part two of the last season of Ozark came out. So we're saying like, hey, you know, if you haven't listened, if you haven't watched it and you want to, maybe come back to this episode, but we're going to we're going to dive into some things. Oh, well, so like that that first the end of that first season where Darlene, who is just in, like she's just crazy. You never know what Darlene's going to do, what she's no. going to say. Uh, I mean, she killed her own husband for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, but that that scene there where the, you've got the person who works for Navarro. I can't even remember his name, but he like, like they're all in Darlene and the Snell's house. They're trying to work stuff out. And then at the end of the episode, the way that that first season ends uh, is just the last thing you see before the screen goes dark. It's yeah. just that dude getting his head blown off. Right. And like, I had... I had a note, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, because this show, and I think in a similar way to Game of Thrones, is no character was ever like, oh, there's there's no way that not, anything happens to them. You watched every single episode, and you were like, I, I, I doubt that, die. yeah, I doubt that Jason Bateman's character will die, but he could, right? Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. you, you just kind of prepared yourself for anything and everything to happen. Yeah. And I think the best part about that is it, it is there were these uh, cinematic, uh, of course, like storyline ending deaths in the show and they had stakes. And I think that that's really important because S -T to be honest with you, S-T-A-K-E-S. And I'm going to say there might've been a couple of ribeyes in New York strips in the show at some point. I would have to rewatch it, but I mean like things things mattered because of the the events that happened and i i think and if and i might be kind of stretching here on this one but i know that some of the complaints about the newer marvel movies right is they'll you think that they kill somebody off but then they come right back because of this whole multiverse uh right. loophole that they have right yeah. so maybe whenever the 
Marvel Cinematic Universe first started, there were more stakes. And now it seems like the stakes have never been lower, where with Ozark, every episode was the stakes have never been higher as each episode went along. That's true. And it was just really fascinating to see how they could go about that. And it was, and it was, they were emotional. They were uh, relational. You would, it wouldn't just be like a random guy that you saw in the episode for the first time. It would be someone that's been along for the ride from season one. And then all of a sudden snap of the fingers, they're no longer on the show. And then I think the show did a great job of, of course, showing how that happened and then also and showing how it affected the person that might've killed the other person, but mm-hmm. then how it affected everyone that was in a relationship with them and how it affected the other relationships that continued on. Um, specifically what I think of is the dynamic that slowly kind of progressed with Marty bird, uh, Jason Bateman's character and Ruth, Julia Garner's character. Because yeah. initially, whenever they move into the Ozark area, there's a little bit of tension between the two. And then it, it feels like Marty kind of pulls Ruth underneath his wing a little bit. Yeah. And it's not great, but he teaches her, you know, how to do certain things. And like you said, she was kind of uh, acclimated to a criminal background. So she kind of knew her way around certain things. But Marty kind of helped her become a professional in it, which is, yeah. I guess, a bad thing to say. But he did, in fact, kind of lead her down that road it was a very dysfunctional, almost father daughter relationship. Yeah. And there was a, like, like I mentioned earlier, there's a family dynamic throughout the entire show because the bird family slowly kind of becomes more involved at first. Like I said, it, it's uh, Marty bird, Jason's character uh, that gets them into it. And then Laura Lenny's character of Wendy kind of uh, has to help them. And they, they try their best to shelter their kids, but then the kids end up being a part of it. And then I think one of the most frustrating storylines uh, that came in that last season was uh, Jonah Bird, who is just as smart as his dad with yeah. all the money laundering stuff, basically disowns the family and and kind of goes off on his own, even starts helping people that might, you know, you could even consider our rivals of the Bird right. family. And it was a really frustrating uh, thing as a viewer, but I know that that was uh, intentional because they were wanting to show like now the family dynamic as complicated as it can be just without money laundering and you know drug cartels and things like that is even more complicated because now it's a family business almost Mm -hmm. and that was really fascinating to me to to, to kind of watch that unfold yeah well and that's where i really started like season three really kicks in with my uh my hatred for wendy's character um because she really like uh, like this from it started out and it was Marty just trying to keep his family alive and trying to work out from under this mound of crap. With the idea and, of getting away from it. Like, yes. we just need to do this a little bit longer so then yes. we can stop. And then, so his kids get involved and that was a hairy situation, but then they become helpful. And so they're moving right along. And then Wendy just comes in with her big blonde freaking self and just crushes the whole thing by just trying, she, rather than trying to work out from under it, she wants to work to the top of it and be in control of everything and like rule the cartel and rule the FBI. And she thinks she's smarter than everybody. And it just, it turned me inside out. Like, I don't know. It got me so mad. And, I, one of my least favorite characters before Ozark was Skylar White from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And just because just her demeanor all the time, she was so whiny. And that was a, a weird thing because, like we said, you end up kind of rooting for what should be the villain. 
and you start rooting against Skylar White, who really just wants who's just being moral and ethical, really. Yeah, she just wants yeah. her husband to, you know, stop cooking meth. I mean, right. is I that, that's probably not too much to ask. That's really right? not. Yeah. And, and no, you're but, exactly right. Like the the comparisons of Skylar White and uh Winnie Bird, very similar. But the big difference is like Skylar had no part in everything. Whereas right. at the end of it, even though Marty was the one that got him into it, it felt like Wendy was kind of taking the reins and Marty yeah. wanted out more than she did. And she just kind of kept piling stuff on and it ticked yeah. me off because, you know, Marty is the man, he's just a man, right? He, he is a he is a money laundering man. And that's all he's that's all he, he was trying to do. He's trying to do a good job. And, and it's, she just kept making his job harder. That's I think. I think well let, let's be careful with that but I think Wendy was uh in the very beginning a little bit cautious and then it, it's almost like it's a role reversal like Marty is getting him into it in the beginning and Wendy's like I'm not sure we should be doing this think of the kids and then by the end of it Wendy is getting everybody involved in it and Marty is like I don't think we should be doing this anymore we need to think of the kids like it's yeah. a complete role reversal yeah and I think it's similar to kind of the uh the metaphor of like the the bucket of crabs right or the barrel of crabs yes. whatever you want to say yes where it seemed like marty of course had no option but to jump you know head first dive right into the bucket of crabs i mm -hmm. guess he's a crab himself in the metaphor i don't know yeah and he he kept trying to get him out and it and initially everybody was kind of working together to get out but then mm -hmm. at some point wendy changed to like hey let's stay down here we need it we need yeah. to stay in the bucket and she oh, kept doing everything yeah. that she could to pull him back down yeah and there are some scenes where um Laura Linney just absolutely kills it. Like she, you can't tell if she's being sincere, if she's lying, she could turn it on a flip of the switch. She would act like she's, you know, begging for, for something, but then like she, she would, she would, she would snap right out of it. Great acting job by her. One yeah. of the, I think most shocking parts of the, uh, you know, towards the end of the show was that scene where Jason Bateman gets out of his car. Uh, he's in traffic. It's a situation where I think we've, we've all been in and he just beats the living hell out of the guy that's yes. behind him that's honking his horn. Like that's yeah. that's one of those scenes where you're like, oh my god, and then it cuts to black, of course, uh, and and you have to watch the next episode. But I think because we're kind of running running a little long on time, and it's probably because of that long intro that we did, right? So <laughs> we were kind of talking about whether or not we should do that or not. It does kind of cut into the discussion time. But what about the ending, right? I, mean, I was going to ask you the same thing. We, what, how did you feel about it? We can't really dive deep. In, in too deep and I, I know we've tried to stay generic for the most part just in case someone maybe wanted to listen and hasn't watched it but right. the ending I think and it's always hard to to nail the landing on on that last episode um, yeah and you've seen that with a lot of different shows this one it I think it was in a way perfect because the entire time of course you have someone that basically kind of takes the takes the blunt or the the brute hit of of all of the actions that the birds were doing someone that was close to him uh ruth i i, I was going to just try to avoid it but it's uh, hard not yeah, to you can't, yeah you can't hardly do that she got dragged into the whole thing by the birds and then she doesn't make it out alive the birds somehow yeah i mean there was you the whole time you're like there's no way all four of these people make it i was rooting and for Wendy's death so hard i think so hard. if they would have killed anybody off it should have been Jason Bateman's character. Um, I think there was a lot of emotional buildup to like, we got to get out of this. We're so close. 
if if it would have looked like they were in the clear and there was a moment i guess where it looked like they were kind of in the clear and then a, a big thing happened that scene that they open up the, the first or the the, the fourth, fourth season, season with yeah and then it kind of kind of comes back to the end in a tarantino pulp fiction style right. uh, way of, of doing it but i think that it's it's fine at the way that it ended because you the whole time you were like they shouldn't be getting away with this and then that ending is like i guess they got away with it right now I think that they could have easily kept going. Like there was probably Absolutely. more story that they could have gotten into, but I like that they chose like, okay, this is the story that we wanted to tell. We're not going to dictate, you know, we're not going to let the financial incentive dictate the story. We're going to dictate the story. And so they wrapped it up right then and there, even though it was probably a little frustrating for people that stuck around. Yeah. I, I think that was my, that was my main problem with it. Like when it ended, I just kind of put my hands up and I was like, that's it. Like that's where, yeah. We're going to call it quits but, because but I do feel like there was so much on the table. Think about, though, how every you know season or mid-season of that show ends, right? It feels like a cliffhanger setting something up. And it's like, oh, gosh, what's going to happen? Or it might even be like, how are they going to get out from this? Yeah. And then they end it with, it, I guess that's it. Yeah. Now, I, I can see why people were not super excited about it whenever they first did it. But at the same time, it is a little, I think, poetic, right? Yeah. Oh, this has been chaotic. This has been chaotic. There's no way to get out of this. And they get deeper and deeper and deeper. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, everybody that we knew that was kind of involved in this whole thing is dead. We're still yeah. here. I guess we're fine. And yeah. I hope that didn't spoil much, but uh, I guess if it, it's been, it's been long enough. If you haven't seen Ozark yet, it's on you. And if, and if you That's haven't true. seen Ozark yet and you listen to 35 minutes of us talking about it, that's Before on you, you too. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not my fault. Any closing statements, DJ? I feel like we did a, a decent job. It's it's so hard to cover like such an expansive yeah. thing like this. We could have done uh, an episode per season probably if we wanted to. If if for anybody listening, if you haven't watched it, even knowing some of that stuff, it's still an incredible show. Yep, it's 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 really a lot of fun. Uh, it'll make you feel all kinds of different things. It's fast paced too. I would say compared to Breaking Bad, I, I remember watching Breaking Bad and. There were some slow moments, but it was just such a slow burn that like, yeah. it felt like that's what it called for. It didn't really feel like this show is a slow burn. There are moments, but it's a fast burn. It's it's yeah. like, a, oh my gosh, you know, keep your head on a swivel. As, as the life of a person laundering money for a, mm -hmm. a, a large hotel, hotel. Sure. should probably feel. So uh, that's our synopsis or breakdown of Ozark. I'm glad that we did it. Uh, funny that you just finished it, um, but but happy that you did. We'll have to have some more conversations about it outside of the podcast. Yeah. But um, we figured out a way to do this, DJ, over Wi-Fi. Unbelievable. So it, all you need to know with DJ Pig and Quinn Eaton looks like it could happen more frequently than all you need to know with Quinn Eaton and Isaac Bayer. And I know that that's a huge topic of... of it's just uh, good for the fans. You know, that's what they want. That's what the sure. audience wants. So exactly. We're going to make it happen. And that's going to do it for this episode of AYN2K. My name is Quinn Eaton. I am DJ Pig. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at all you need the number two no zero zero at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.